Hello there, everyone. This is Jake Manning. And before we jump into this episode of How Did This Get Booked, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the High Spots Wrestling Network, which is a streaming service presented by HighSpots.com. It's got over 2,000 hours of professional wrestling. What? Are you kidding me? That's a lot of hours of professional wrestling. And it all ranges from professional wrestling from... Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, WXW out of Germany, as well as a lot of High Spots originals and shoot interviews and IWA Mid-South and CZW and women's wrestling all over the board. we got all kinds of great and quality entertainment available on the High Spots Wrestling Network. But also, too, the reason why they are a sponsor is because I don't know if most of you saw, I posted this Soul City Wrestling show on my YouTube page for about a week now. It's taken down right now by the time this podcast is out so if you didn't get to see it on my youtube page you might not be able to get to see the professional wrestling show that we're discussing but that's where the high spots wrestling network comes in soul city wrestling is available on the high spots wrestling network and because of that and because they're a sponsor they're giving out a promo code to get a free month of professional wrestling on the High Spots Wrestling Network, they're giving us a promo code. So if you missed out on watching the Soul City Wrestling Show on my YouTube page, or if you weren't already a member and you didn't get to see the Universal Wrestling Council, Council with two L's show that we discussed in the last program, well, guess what? Both of those shows are available on the High Spots Wrestling Network, and you can see them for free, as well as the other 2,000 hours for over a month at the High Spots Wrestling Network, and they're giving us a promo code that I want to give to you guys right now. Basically, the promo code that you can type in to get a free month of the High Spots Wrestling Network is this. It is H-D-T-G-B. Basically, the initials of how did this get booked. But all caps, no periods in between. Once again, the promo code is H-D-T-G-B. You put in that promo code, you will get a free month of professional wrestling streaming streaming professional wrestling quality streaming professional wrestling we got stuff that's in hd 720 as well as the highest possible quality that we could possibly put up some of the older shows as well as long as some classic wrestling and just i could go on and on about how much stuff is on the high spots wrestling network i I know personally because i'm the one putting it up there so (laughs) i'm trying my best and i'm also the one that's putting up these wrestling shows with soul city wrestling and the universal wrestling council and there'll be more episodes to come that we'll discuss on shows that are available on the High Spots Wrestling Network under the How Did This Get Booked tab of the High Spots Wrestling Network. Also, too, here's a point where I would like to bring up some corrections, omissions, something that fans caught that we didn't, uh, most notably on Episode 2 of Halloween Havoc 95. Derek brought this to my attention, that when the Giant came out for the main event, after he'd already been thrown off the roof of Cobo Hall after the very engaging sumo monster truck battle, As the Giant was being walked to the ring by Kevin Sullivan for the main event match against Hulk Hogan, Kevin Sullivan was saying things in tongues and giving some sort of rant, which Derek pointed out was probably an, or probably, or was, Kevin Sullivan doing some sort of chant that was bringing the Giant back to life. That's right. Kevin Sullivan was playing the part of a necromancer, I believe, would be the proper nomenclature in that situation, as if he rose the giant up from death. And of course, after falling off Cobo Hall, there was no marks on him whatsoever, so this chant was obviously working effectively and was a healing serum in a sense. But none of the announcers brought it up, and we didn't bring it up, and we didn't even catch it, but I guess if you watch Halloween Havoc, you can hear Kevin Sullivan give a chant on how to bring somebody back to life a la Pet Cemetery. So you don't need to you know, bury your loved ones or your 
your dogs in the pet cemetery, just call up Kevin Sullivan. He'll give the same rant that he gave Paul White, the big show, before his match against Hulk Hogan on Holiday Havoc 95. Anyways, folks, uh, we're going to jump into this wonderful episode with, with Jake Stewart where we talk about Soul City Wrestling. And like I said, if you missed out on watching the show on my YouTube page, it is available on the High Spots Wrestling Network, who are our sponsors for this podcast. And for a free month of High Spots Wrestling Network, just use the promo code HDTGB. All caps, no periods in between. Abbreviate, how did this get booked? That is the promo code you use for a free month of the High Spots Wrestling Network. Anyways, let's jump right into this wonderful conversation about Soul City Wrestling on How Did This Get Booked. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, along with my co-host, my tag team partner, my stable mate, my bike gang member, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zane Riley. Bosom Zane, buddy. Bosom perfect buddy. Stranger, perfect uh, strangers. Uh, all, the, all those nomenclatures that you would put on that. <laughs> Uh, my good friend, but we are joined today by my comedic tag team partner. <laughs> this is horseshit. My, my, I have both of my my versions of Seth Rogen to there my Gene Fra- Franco, mm-hmm. uh, all in the same place at the same time. So when you guys shook hands, I'm surprised the universe didn't explode. So uh, uh, joining us, awkward. <laughs> joining us today as our non wrestling fan is Jake Stewart, hello, um, actor, comedian. Fellow podcaster with me with the Five Minute Podcast, <laughs> which is available at fiveminutepod.com. So, um, Jake, thank you very much for joining us yeah, today. Thanks for having me and and you know taking a chance on this uh, <laughs> this show that I made you watch. But before we delve right into it, what's mm-hmm. your what's your background as far as like wrestling? What's your exposure to it? Like what? Okay, give mm. me what you know about it. Um, I had like friends or whatever growing up. That liked wrestling. It was never really my thing because as a kid, it was like that. That's when it, they changed it from federation to entertainment because it was like a big deal that like, oh no, everything's like staged or whatever. And so as a kid, I was like, mm, I'm not super into it. But now, like growing up, as I'm getting older, I'm seeing more and more of my friends are like getting back into it. And then like I take a look and I'm like, oh well, clearly the point is like it's this actually amazing like story that's happening it's not really about the the violence itself it's like a a general almost like greco drama happening like on stage sorry uh you can say soap opera we won't get it no no i I feel like you're tapped dancing around you can can jump right in say whatever you want but like i've never heard it put so eloquently (laughs) i'm not i'm that's not that's not a look of dismay or disgust that's a look of Befuddlement <laughs> using such big words to describe what uh, what we do. <laughs> it's uh, my pretentious theater background jumping in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm smarter than you. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> but yeah, I never, I never really got super into it. I don't know why. Uh, it just never really became my thing. And I was surprised at getting more into into the stand up world in the past year or so. The crossover between like stand up and wrestling, for some reason, that Venn diagram has a huge middle section. And it's so <laughs> interesting to me because I had no idea about it. Like a lot of the writers for like professional like wrestling stuff are stand ups. And like a lot of the stand up friends that I have are huge fans of wrestling. It's like this crazy interesting like thing i didn't even know existed yeah absolutely and uh, i can't remember who was talking about this they were talking about people who like professional wrestling were people that were fans of 
live action dramas or live action shows Mm -hmm. where it seems like if you like cartoons pro wrestling wasn't your thing but if you right if you were a watcher of live action tv shows it seems like you gravitated towards the pro wrestling so that's something that i've noticed through discussions with people and listening to other people talk about it on podcasts as well but uh, on this podcast we are discussing (laughs) (laughs) what a you know it's fantastic. Before I say this show name, folks, when I, before I say the show name, when the two people on this podcast break out in hyster- almost laughter and hisses when I don't even get to the saying the name, which is Soul City Wrestling, which is the show we watched. It, uh, to give you more information about the show that we watched, it happened in Norristown, Pennsylvania. I'm not for sure if that is Soul City or not, but uh, I will say, let's just say it is. Uh, the show happened in December of this, December twenty third of nineteen ninety six. Uh, I estimate the attendance to be somewhere around two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred. Definitely not three hundred paid, though. I would no, imagine. No. But uh, somewhere <laughs> in that range. Not to throw out the racist card yet. <laughs> but you know some of those people were family to some of those wrestlers. Like ninety percent of those guys. I were related. I believe this was a rec center. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the wrestlers or participants on the show ran that rec center, but we'll get into that (laughs) later. A real sweet-ass rec center, though. Yes, real nice rec center. I I imagine this this promotion might have been the reason why wrestling never is allowed in Norristown, Pennsylvania, because I haven't wrestled there. So so I imagine that they probably... This was a one-and-done. This might have been a one-and-done. Might have been. (laughs) They killed the soul. But let... (laughs) <laughs> Killed the soul already with the dynamite lines, yeah. Riley. But uh, let's start with what we saw originally on this video. The first image. Who? <laughs> you mean clip art? <laughs> the first thing that I wrote down was, uh, "This looks like a, a racist Disney character that should have been locked up in the vault in the fifties." It does. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone's allowed to draw what that it logo is. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, uh, the clip art graphic <laughs> with Jungle Boogie playing yes. in, the, in the background as loud as possible. In a, in a ridiculously racist character of a very Jack Black man uh-huh. with very large lips. Mm. <laughs> he looks <laughs> he looks like he's in blackface. Yeah, in, <laughs> it, it looks like old tigers should have chased him around a tree until he turned to, to butter. <laughs> <laughs> Which which is an original Disney thing mm-hmm. if you're if you're up to your, your nose. <laughs> okay, so that's not something rolling around in your racist. No, 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 That's a real no, that's a thing. That's, that's something, a thing. That's I, I've been holding back the name of the cartoon, but it's a thing. <laughs> well, uh, and also through the voiceover, uh the Sheik Ubet brings you Soul City Wrestling. That's what he said? Yes. I just heard Arabic like it was Sheik You Bet. Sheik You Bet. Sheik You Bet, which is a name that will be called upon multiple times throughout the so podcast. So many sure. times. <laughs> so many times. There's so many of the same thing happening this entire show. Let's see. That, that if you're going to start a How Did This Get Booked drinking game, here's the perfect place to begin. <laughs> yes, th- for, for sure. If you, if you see a Sheik, you mm-hmm. take a shot. For and sure. there's multiple Sheiks of the show. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that because a lot of things were very confusing to me. I think it's very ironic they used Jungle Boogie mm-hmm. uh, on this because it's from the Pulp Fiction uh, soundtrack, which is probably popular at the time. ECW was mm-hmm. using a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. But also, too, 
things started to come together for me towards the end because this was very confusing in the beginning but i think as we get towards the end of discussing this things will start piecing together <laughs> even though that's more so, like usual suspects than pulp fiction but we'll see as we go there's gonna be such epiphanies in this show and change all of our minds about wrestling that will at least answer the question of how did this get booked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no i think that's the only question that won't be answered <laughs> to be surprised it still boggles my mind <laughs> Well, as we jump past this wonderful uh, graphic art, uh, obviously designed by, you know, Pixar. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in a Microsoft Paint frame. Is you, that, you I, I, I was wondering, it looked familiar, yeah, but I yeah, don't know yeah. what it, it is. It is in the Microsoft Paint frame. So, that's beautiful. But uh, jumping right in, we have the intro done by Tom Collins <laughs> and Slick Johnson. Mm. Two of the best names ever. Yes. Jake, what were your thoughts on Tom Collins' mustache? Uh, he looked like, uh, if Eric Idle and Jeff Fox were they had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first thing I thought was, like, he should be British, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, it was a real good mustache. Yeah, and that, and that real clever joke about Tom Collins, you know, that, that seems like a British thing, too. You right, know? Yeah. yeah. You might be British if. <laughs> I did it. Fucking did it. I'm just gonna close my book and leave, guys. There it is. You, Catch you guys on the club. You might be British yeah. if. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Crazy train off the rails. Uh, it was funny when I when I first when I first saw Tom Collins, I was actually watching the, the first part of this with my girlfriend, and, and she referred to him as a labradoodle. So, <laughs> so. but uh, I love. The very beginning, the first frame is we cut to ringside, uh, a random family walking to their seats with a plate of nachos. Is that what the, I thought it was a pie at first. I was like, <laughs> they just have pie here. <laughs> what what kind of like, I, I guess nachos because that's the regular wrestling fan <laughs> right, food, but it could have been a pie. Like a and homemade <laughs> concession stand. We got pie. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was pie, that makes this even better. Oh, that, that takes it at a completely different angle that I, we should really but, explore. But Jake, what type of pie was it? Mm. That is a good question. Uh, is you know, I'm gonna hope for apple. Yeah, I'm a sucker for apple pie. Well, who isn't? Uh, you know, especially uh, all Americans, and considering this is an all American show. Oh, super uh, American, super run by Sheik You Bet. Yeah. <laughs> all American, all American, all American show. But uh, let's talk about match number one featuring Venom versus Champagne. Jakes, say you're getting ready to go through the curtain. And you want to get as hype as unimaginably as possible. Okay. You're coming out. What's the song you choose? Uh, clearly, Champagne Supernova. <laughs> clearly! Clearly, Champagne Supernova. <laughs> Because, of course, your name is Champagne, but not like Sham-P-A-I-N. Which should have been the which pun. Is, which is exactly like, come on. No, he's come just on. really no. classic. He, he is one orange juice away from being a Sunday lovely morning. Absolutely. And see, when you talk about Champagne, I actually have a considerable amount of insider information about Champagne. Oh, please. <laughs> Don't Wait, <me>. what? <laughs> of all the people on this show? Yes, Surprise I have. special guest. Bring him out. <laughs> he's he's, he's sitting so in the back bedroom right now. Let's put on Champagne. Because he lives in my front yard. <laughs> but no, Champagne, and actually Venom himself, uh, they, I guarantee they rode with 
the Hardy Boys, who were the second match, yeah. spoiler alert, where, uh, he was Wait, part of Omega, the original Omega, which is a okay. pro- promotion that the Hardy Boys started, and Champagne is actually Marty Garner. He is a... He got into wrestling very late, so I'm guessing at about the time that he had this match. He's so like, now? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, exactly. He would probably be about 37 at the time this match happened. So keep that in mind. Man. But uh, Champagne Marty Garner, he, his gimmick was that he was an exotic dancer from Reno, Nevada, and he hung up his G-string for the wrestling ring. Right. Oh, oh, man. And he was, he wrote, he's unafraid of driving through through hell with a gasoline tanker wearing a gasoline underwear. I believe I butchered that. but I believe you did too, but I still love it. Uh, yeah, a tanker truck, uh, tr- uh, tanker truck yep. full of gasoline wearing gasoline underwear through hell. Like He had all kinds of lines. That's and he amazing. did a lot of extra talent back in the day with WWF. And he got over with the boys so much that The Rock, during that time, loved seeing him as an extra. So much, in fact, that when The Rock started doing movies like Walking Tall or The Rundown, he hired Marty as a personal assistant. <laughs> what? And he would still be The Rock's personal assistant if he didn't fuck it up. Oh, no. How, how did he fuck oh, it up, Jake? Being a little irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean to tell me that Champagne, yes. this man that we saw, is irresponsible? A little irresponsible. I think he took his job a little too lightly. Didn't Wasn't as professional as he should have been a couple of times. Especially since the only story he could tell me about working with The Rock was bagging one of the, the production assistants. Good for <laughs> him. Sure. But, uh, but he was so full of one-liners that The Rock just loved having around because he's entertaining. So basically, he was hired to be The Rock's best friend That's the for, best. for roughly about two years. I'm just going to point at you. You tell me something funny. Go. Pretty much. That's about what his uh, job was. That was kind of his job. awesome. And, and actually, if you remember, you might have saw him on pay-per-view, Zane. He was the debut match of uh, MVP in oh. WWE. Wow. Because that was at the pay-per-view in Raleigh. And he, he was even still trying to get a job and doing extra talent work when I was doing extra talent work. <laughs> and I've actually wrestled... When you were, when you were manhandling Batista? Yes. <clears throat> I think he, he might have been on that tour as well. Good. Good. But, uh, but no, uh, Champagne Marty Garner have wrestled him several times. Yeah. And it's always been very dramatic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean awesome? Oh, yeah. It was always awesome. Don't get me wrong. I loved him. Like, one time I threw him, like, off the top rope through, like, two tables to the floor. Just and then, won't do. Then, they, they, then we had to keep having this match while EMTs took care of him. <laughs> and, and then wheeled him out. But as he's about ready to go out the door, he stops the door from slamming in the gym, gets up off the, the, the rolling cart, and runs back to the ring, takes off the neck brace, and wins the match. <laughs> With Champagne Supernova playing out. Absolutely. That's how he comes out. He, like he had to that. kick back up, though. Like, yeah. he had to take him out. He said, no, wait a minute. Yeah. And the Champagne Supernova. <laughs> I have, I have, there we go. Good singing, guys. We're real good. All around, everybody on the floor. I have nothing but fond memories of Champagne. <laughs> so I guess that surprises well, Minus this match. <laughs> well, what are your takes on it, Zane? Actually, I, I thought it was awful at first, and then I saw the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Best match on the card. I'm going to say it right there. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I agree, actually. Venom, Venom was the best wrestler on this show. Really? Yeah. Venom, who is actually... Jason Arndt, otherwise known as Joey Abs, oh. which was a member of the Mean Street Posse. Yes, he was. 
He was paid to be Shane McMahon's best friend. Wasn't quite, <laughs> wasn't quite as lucrative as being paid to be The Rock's best oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> buddy versus buddy match. Yes. So that's basically what we got. We got The Rock's best friend versus Shane McMahon's best friend. Very so good. What are your thoughts on this match, Jake? Uh, at first, I thought that you had me watch this show because I had the same haircut as him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. This <laughs> is a really in-depth way to tell you something. <laughs> We'll start a podcast so we can tell Jake to get a haircut. But yeah. <laughs> they, it was super impressive because they were doing a lot more of like the flying through the air flips and then like grab someone, then you take their momentum against them, more flips and shit. And that was very interesting to watch. <laughs> yes. was, Athletically, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, they came out of the gate real strong, much stronger than like. The audience did because the <laughs> audience, when you they announced their names, just sat there yeah. and did nothing. <laughs> they had no clue. I'm, I'm guessing because they were white, and that's yeah. why. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that, but I felt that I've already had too many race comments so far. I, I felt. I'll let you guys catch up. I, I felt that from you, but I I, I was gonna help you out. You know, it's a good I scene partner. It. I sent oh, that. I got that. But uh, let's also talk about the referee in this yeah. match. Worst. Well, I wrote best dress ref. <laughs> yes. Tan That's pa- where the best parts stop. Yes. <laughs> tan pants. Yeah. Uh, Soul City we, Wrestling T-shirt. We call them khakis, but it's cool. Tan pants. <laughs> I, 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 I thought they were tan jeans. Tan oh man! Jeans. Now we're just in a whole different. See, I awesome. thought they were tan jeans. I didn't look them as khakis. I was thinking that that was oh, denim dyed tan. Ooh. Tan denim. That's Stand if you want to like you want to look like you're wearing khakis, but you still want to feel casual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you might have some work you got to do. Like, yeah, probably, exactly. probably set up and tear down that ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, yeah, you got to do that. And also yeah. too, uh, kind of bitter beer face. Yeah, mm. but looks like William H Macy. At least that that's what I was picking up on it. But uh, anything else about this match uh, that I'm missing out? Champagne hurts himself more. Or no, I'm sorry. Venom hurts himself more than Champagne does. Because there's a botch spot at the beginning where like Venom just eats shit in the bottom rope. And then there's a moment later where he gets uh, tossed out and trips and slams his head <laughs> into the guardrail. Oh, yes. Like super hard. <laughs> to where I didn't think he was going to keep going. So uh, Venom, definitely the best offense on himself. Um, Champagne had the worst strikes I've ever seen, but when it came to moving, man, he could go. He he was flying. Which which also begins uh, one of my drink uh, drink when this occurs the uh, pop up and take the drop kick out of it because <laughs> it happens two more times. Okay, well there, there's a couple there's a couple more other things that come up, but we'll get there when we. Oh, get and the and the monkey flip sequence. Oh yes, the the seesaw monkey flips. Mm-hmm. Definitely that happens a lot. Yeah, which Venom was on the ground, and then Champagne's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to grab both your hands. Now we'll do the monkey flip thing where I just do a flip, <laughs> yeah. but then I get killed again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not not quite the, the ring psychology no. major that he was, but God God darn, he was so fun to, to wrestle <laughs> and and just watch. Right. I, I love Champagne Marty Garner so much, and this match is just a continuation of that. <laughs> so, anything else we need to discuss on match one? I don't think so. That's all I... Okay, well, now we're going to move on to. I feel like the true gold of yeah. this show are the promos in between matches. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes the show this show. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what landed 
the show on this show for yeah. sure. Is these these promos are unbelievable. Like and <laughs> out of like context and break character and don't really make any right. sense. And all done by the same dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Real really need to work really hard on set location. <laughs> I wrote down uh God, take a UCB class. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. Oh just God. a 101. Just you're a close. You're quick. close to being in film. <laughs> entry, entry class. Oh, or we'll, just, we'll just take an improv workshop at the you community mean, like, center. One weekend, the community center. just something. I, I, and this is a, probably a community center as well. I'm sure it's one for That's what's on the other side of the curtain they kept yeah. coming out of. Exactly. There's probably more people at that. Yeah, just, uh, just go there. I couldn't tell like if these were written or if they even knew like a goal in mind for the scene. <laughs> no. or if the camera was just on, like, oh, I guess we'll say go ahead, Slick words now. Uh, <laughs> like, especially this one with Slick Johnson and Hard, Hard Rock, Rock Hamilton, <laughs> who are in a tree, right? Yeah. I guess. Uh huh. And looking for the sheik. Like but they keep mm, saying, Sheikah, please. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, <laughs> how can we dance around the N word? But still get well, our point across. It felt like someone, like he just like threw it off as a joke and was like, "Oh, that's good. Let's keep using <laughs> yeah. that joke. It's bring it back. And then, mm-hmm. like, bring it back. Like, They'll love it." And I just, I just love how they're in the woods yeah. somewhere, <laughs> looking looking for the sheik. Like, shouldn't you be in a desert or a palace looking for the sheik? Like, it looks like you're looking for the Blair Witch. Okay, right? like <laughs> there's one point where the camera tilts up to what's above them in the tree. There's nothing there. But I expected, like, the Sheik to be, like, him watching the whole time. Just... But there was nothing. Like, the camera was like, ooh, I'll see what's... Nope. Back nope. down. <laughs> like, okay. I we thought they were coming down the tree. Got up, <sighs> camera guy's first day also. Oh, we, got, we gotta get Hard Rock Hamilton in there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every 35 minutes, I believe. Because it happens a lot. We'll, we'll get into my fan theory about that very soon. Oh. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Fan? <laughs> Whoa. Well, I'll explain later. Maybe I use the word fan a little too strong. Yeah, I mean, we got definitions different. Maybe viewer fiction, if you, if you will. Oh, fanfic. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But anyways, match number two. Will the Wisp and Surge, um, <laughs> otherwise known as Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. I don't think so. I think it was Will the Wisp and Surge. Oh, well. <laughs> Get it right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> I mean, I'm They look alike. They do look alike, and the moveset is quite there. Oh, all there. Jake, what were your thoughts on the Will of the Wisps costume? Well, I feel like... I, I'm assuming, because they brought it up like at the end of the match, that his backstory is like he was a, a, a luchador of sorts. Mm-hmm. and then, But it, it wasn't like the normal kind of luchador mask. It was like a big... like. It had a green mullet for, like, <laughs> no reason. Mm-hmm. But I also come from a lot of backgrounds of, like, comic book conventions, so I was actually really comfortable with him. <laughs> this I was like, this is like, normal. This, yeah, is, oh, this should be. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> this like, is just a Mexican Green Lantern. Right, this, that's all that's happening Eight-year-old right Jake Stewart would have wanted to buy his 8x10. <laughs> exactly. You know, like... Verde you know, Lantino. I, I think that's what they were going for. Uh, of course... You know, Matt and Jeff were, they, they made their own gear. So mm-hmm. actually all of this gear is what they, they, they made. Because that was another thing they did. They used to make guys headbands and stuff like that. When they go to WWE, they make certain people's like accessories for when they would do extra talent. That's awesome. Well, uh, Will of the Whiffs, a uh, little chest plate thing, 
goes on to be Hurricane Helms consistent gear if you look at it. Oh. It's even got the big H. Oh. But it's the the green chest piece of absolutely of old hurricane stand back (laughs) (laughs) but uh also too uh you know like some very early hardy boys you know i I gotta say nothing but good things except maybe the referee looks like adam sandler a little bit sure did (laughs) real real bad yeah that was definitely who that was for for sure and the thing is about that's interesting about the hardy boys in this match is this is the second match on a show in front of 200 people Mm-hmm. And these people have no idea that they're watching people that will probably end up being WWE Hall of Famers. Very, very <laughs> soon. Like, <laughs> like probably the next five, six years that they'll probably be in. Or, or ten, at least. But, like, these people have no clue. This is the early uh, beginnings of that. And also, do this is the age of, like, where you can pick a guy up, whip him off, hit a move that you saw in a Japanese tape. Pick a guy up, <laughs> hit him up with a lucha. And that's kind of with the, a little bit of the psychology of the matches. It's just mm-hmm. do a bunch of stuff. But if you put it in the context of that time, nobody was really doing that on shows. Right. And as we see falling off past the shows, yeah. that's what you saw on the rest of the show is what the entire scene was like. Yeah. Okay. So what you saw, that's why I want to bring it up for your context, mm-hmm. Jake. Like now you could probably watch a match like that on YouTube like all the time. Right. Or you could go to a show up the street or down the road or, or just stumble onto one somewhere else. And you're going to see a couple matches like that. In 1996, Hardy Boys are pretty much the only ones doing that at that time. That's, awesome. That's why they were so revolutionary. That's why they were internet darlings at one point in time. And of course, now that they're the most polarizing people in the entire <laughs> wrestling world because of, of, of different reasons. But at one point in time, they were the most, probably the most revolutionary people on the independent scenes and as far as like independent superstars they were it for right. sure and, and this this show is a perfect example of how they would come into a town a promotion and just completely change the complexion <laughs> of everybody's minds yeah so but uh we do make must make notice that this is the first this would be my take a drink moment where jeff is wearing forearm pads as kick pads yeah this is a recurring theme yeah. throughout the rest of the show <laughs> Apparently, HighSpots.com was not around at this time, and kick pads were obviously not that available. Mm -hmm. So most people were using, you know, like the soccer kick pad, forearm pads as shin guards. All right, and that's the first time where this shows up, and it won't be the last time that it appears (laughs) on on this on this show. So also, there's a real sweet ass uh, sunset flip, and they pulled out a willow's butt. Oh, yeah. And where I come from, that gets you kicked out of South Carolina locker <laughs> Thank you for bringing that Jake up. Jake Manning. Thank you for bringing that up. They did a spot where I basically has gotten kicked out of a locker room before. They yep. pulled down the butt spot. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. done that before. <laughs> uh, and ran around for about as long. I was his partner. Uh, we walked to the back, and the first thing was said, there's a preacher in the front fucking row. <laughs> and all we did was just walk straight to our bags and leave in our gear. Assume we were getting paid. Yeah, pretty much. But what what were your thoughts on the match, Jake? Uh, He had some sweet dance moves. Sure did. Darn right, Jeff Hardy had sweet dance moves. Yeah. I actually wrote down, I'm glad that you you actually answered this question. I wrote down, who designed these costumes? Because Serge has a real future in fashion design. (laughs) (laughs) Those pants were amazing. He made it work. Yes. 
Jeez. He, made, he made a lot of people's gear. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was, there was, a, there was a, a comment made that when he got hired by WWE and he went on the road with them, a lot of people were going to lose out on good gear. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I thought people would say the same for me if I ever got hired. Like, man, people are going to lose out on a really good camera guy. <laughs> Not the case. I'm still here filming you shows. you got to wrestle the dark so we can have you film the main show, kid. Pretty much. But wonderful aerial display, I feel mm-hmm. like. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yo, Young, young Jeff Hardy. Whew. Wow. I, so I'm pretty like, It just landed on every rope that he jumped to. Like, God, like that like, last sequence was just unbelievable. Like, yeah, just unbelievable. Moving right along, though, the promos. <laughs> most notably the one with Magic, who, who was wearing a lavalier microphone, if you, if you couldn't pick up on yep. it. Just <laughs> and dressed like a grand dragon. <laughs> Is that what he looked like? Yes. Okay. All out, decked out in red and black, had a yeah. pointy hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the one where I want to hurt people. Yeah, is that what he was saying. Yes. Yeah. Soul yeah. City. Mm. Soul City. <laughs> it's that one. Yeah, I want to hurt people in Soul City. All I, all I wrote down was, "What is happening? Who wrote this?" <laughs> <laughs> and and the Sheik just makes an appearance. Of yeah. course. Of course, yeah. Guess I'm, Which guess. seamlessly, yes, leads into a different promo uh, at a different time of day. <laughs> with, different with, hockey jersey. I'm, oh, oh it's here. <laughs> I, I get real pissed off when the match starts. Uh, Chino Martinez, mm-hmm. who also introduces himself to the Sheik, but Sheik just told Magic that he could kill people there. And then they go on to wrestle. So, are you telling me that the Sheik knowingly sets up Chino to die at the hands of Magic? A Shayid is in so Sheik. <laughs> Which goes on until the end of the show. I'm never led one way or the other about how I should feel about the Sheik. He's never painted as a bad guy until the end. Slick Johnson's always just the asshole. But he's the good guy come to end? I have no clue what's going on. Well, see, I think... Which I'll go into more of a detailed mythos later. Uh-huh. We'll get there, but I'm just real friggin' confused right now. Well, I, 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 I would like to shed maybe a little light that maybe, you know, it tip my hand on my, my fan fiction on this show. Oh, is that I, I believe that the Sheik is the guy that probably is the money yeah. behind all of this Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I think, and I think the guy who's the promoter, which or whoever it is, uh, Hard Rock Hamilton. Uh, well, we'll get it to who <laughs> I think it is, but but I feel like they're like, oh, this guy's kind of paying for the show. Yeah, we gotta, let's, let's just let's make sure he gets his money's mm-hmm. worth. Let's put him in every promo, even <laughs> if it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and none at of all. Them do. And and take stuff out of context. As long as this guy feels cool, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And. You know, Chino Martinez, he's not, not faking moves, he's making moves. And he proceeds to and then he just a weird little yeah. shuffle that he does. Makes a dance move that all three of us could do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to press him with dance moves, you got to bring it a little bit harder. Son. He just, like, moves his feet just a little bit. It was half like a Peanuts dance. <laughs> I'm making moves. Snoopy could dance better than Chino Martinez. Play that song, Schroeder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For sure. <laughs> but anyways, uh, match number three. 
Chino Chino Martinez Martinez versus versus Magic. Magic. Now, we just saw him moments ago (laughs) in an L.A. Kings jersey. Yes. But this son of a bitch comes to the ring in a New Jersey Devils jersey. I can't stand for this bagging this 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 bandwagon jumper of a guy. <laughs> well, pick a, a side. What East Coast West Coast, buddy? We can't be both. Tupac or Biggie, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you put it on the New Jersey Devil one because uh, they would have been around the Philadelphia area, and I don't know if the Flyers hate the Devils. I, that's my only guess why he would do that. Well, you could have also been a Penguins fan. Yeah, like that definitely would have made sense. Like, there's there's well, far better ways to get over. I don't think Chino Martinez has the money to have every NHL <laughs> yeah. hockey jersey. True. I don't think he True. has like a Winnipeg well, Jets jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he has any other gear to speak of, so I guess you're right. So, uh, uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on Magic? Uh... Magic the wrestler, not yeah, magic no, in general. Not, not just like or <laughs> Magic Johnson or <laughs> yeah, or or the Orlando Magic. Sure, sure. So. Uh, the only thing I wrote down for this one was that uh, the weight class seemed a little unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, a little unbalanced for this match. Uh, magic, who seemed to be in the the three hundred range, and then uh, Chino was that his yeah, name? Chino uh, seemed like a uh, hundred on a good day. On a good day, <laughs> and so I'm like, he's gonna get thrown around. <laughs> and you were not incorrect. <laughs> I couldn't tell if Chino was super tall or Magic was just really short, because mm. there's also a, a very distinctive height dif- uh, difference here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they build Magic up to which. For what he is and how he looks, why is Magic his name? <laughs> why why is Red Scorpion calling himself Magic? <laughs> well, he might be Magic because he's able to get Lyman forearm pads on yeah. his shins <laughs> and shin guards on his biceps. <laughs> Maybe that's do. why he's Magic, because he can pull that off. <laughs> so, And we're back to really bad referee in this, too. Yes, we are. At, at points, just like... Drops down, but doesn't necessarily count. This goes two at the end of the Even stuff. the even the commentators were like, "Was that a count? <laughs> okay, it's two. It is two. And then they just like move two. on. Yeah. Like, okay. And, and we would never really find out if Magic is a good guy or a bad guy. No. Like he that. starts off pretty over, rips off that chic in the audience's headgear, <laughs> which which may have been really offensive. Like, what if that right? guy was just just an a audience dude? member? Yeah, like, <laughs> Me and my family, we're here. That's the thing. It's like he's looking for applause from the audience and approval as like a good guy would. Right. But he just ripped off a sheik's headdress. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I know how America feels about Muslim Americans. <laughs> but but that's not how you endear yourself to no. people. Right. I assumed he was the bad guy just because of the promo of I want to hurt people. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. hurt people. Exactly. <laughs> like, Context clues like, all right, I guess, but like, if you're in the ring, you didn't see that. Yeah. You yeah. did not see that promo. Unless you get this you amazing just... <laughs> copy of the DVD. You did not see Magic's backstory, okay? Exactly. His origin tale. You did not see that. There's no profile here. None of that. But, uh, other... I should bring up in the in this match, there's an interesting commentary point you bring up the commentators, mm-hmm. where Slick Johnson says, uh, I bet you didn't know the commissioner was a black woman. Wrote that down. <laughs> I sure did write that down. <laughs> I had no idea Ooh. in what context that had relevancy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about the commissioner before that. 
No. no. It was He's like, oh, by the way, black woman. Now, is that meaning that since he, being a black man, has far more pull with her? Mm-hmm. Or is she just so sassy that no one can do anything with her? Like, are we getting <laughs> out here slick? Yeah. Like, like what's your end game? What's, yeah. your, what's the statement being made? <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the punchline here? Slick? Like, I don't I don't quite get it. Just in case you guys were wondering. Yeah. It's Tom Collins just got a little weird about it. I'm like, oh, oh, that's oh, what you mean. Oh, 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 look at that. Look at the match over there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Look at Martinez. This is all I can tell you about this black bitch that runs this place. <laughs> that would have made sense. <laughs> I can deal with something like that. Yeah, like Slick Johnson trying to be healed. Which at the time he's like he's for the he, the bad guy. He's he's with, for the baby face. He's all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not like he has no idea what bad guy commentators stick with bad guys. But he is all over the place. He's he's only about Slick Johnson. Yep, Slick Johnson is about Slick Johnson <laughs> yeah. for sure, without a doubt. That's a maximum Slick Johnson. Hey, whatever gets it wet. What's up? <laughs> Absolutely. Ending on a stump puller maneuver, which kind is, of yeah, with the pin, yeah. except yeah, what? it's really a submission hold. Yeah. But, like, but the commissioner's a black woman, so what can you? Do? Eh, what are you gonna do? What can you what do? You do? Any other discussion before we move on? No. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Match number four. Let's move on Whoa. to a video recap. Okay. <laughs> that keeps playing throughout the show <laughs> of the show we're watching. Okay. Why do they keep playing this video recap with the exact same one? It's not like a highlight package from the last show, and this is a highlight package from the last two matches. This is of the entire show, and they do it three times. This is very Spaceballs-esque, where yeah. they have to go to Spaceballs the movie <laughs> and be now. To find out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing up the Yeah. Because well, it happens, I was like, I don't kid. remember this, yeah. and I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> Man, get caught on fire. Right? <laughs> Easy there. We haven't got that far yet. According to this video recap right? we have. There we go. <laughs> there are no spoilers in this thing. Well, where we're at right now is match number four. Havoc Incorporated versus Battlestar. And I think Cold, cold, cold Steel. Cold Steel. Not Colt, but Cold Steel. Cold. cold. He was the teal pants guy? Teal pants, yes. Cold mm. Steel. Cold Steel. Not the original Colt Steel. Battlestar was a Black Sting. Okay. Or Black David Bowie. Ooh. Same guy. That's Same guy. Okay. <laughs> Go with whichever you want. Sure. So, but it just—it's interesting. Like, what is the the origin story of how Colt Steel and like Battlestar got together? Yeah. What's their <laughs> what, uh, like, how this their coming of age story? Especially since uh, Battlestar is from Japan. Yeah, <laughs> and Cold Steel, obviously a white man, is from Mexico. Oh, he's from Mexico. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, how'd that happen? <laughs> 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 I have no idea. Battlestar, obviously a time traveler, met a guy with a really sweet-ass rat tail, and was like, of all the people to fight by my side, it'll be you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to see you get pulled by that rat tail throughout the whole <laughs> the match. Oh, <laughs> The, the only thing that was touched God. in that match was his rat tail. God, <laughs> God bless Colt Steel. Got the crap beat out of himself. The entire time. None. And I said, like, let's, let, let's just say, me and Zane have wrestled people who, who have been very forceful. <laughs> I would never step in the ring with Havoc Incorporated. Never. They, 
shoot DDT'd somebody first. <laughs> right away. Right away. Immediately. Did not care of anybody's well-being whatsoever in any <laughs> moves that they did. I, like, I was thinking to myself, like, man, Battlestar seems to make, making his own comeback and fighting back way more than he should. He yeah. should be kind of selling the action to him. But then I started thinking, no, he's fighting for his you life. Know what? <laughs> he is he's fighting trying for to his... get out. We're seeing a real fight. A, a, a black man from Japan who looks like David Bowie is fighting for his life against these guys who are also wearing forearm pads of shin guards. <laughs> yep. Take a drink. Take a drink. The entire, like, the whole first half of the match, I kept thinking, is Battlestar ever going to tag the fuck out? And then he finally does, and I'm just like, oh, man, tag back in. Yeah, this has gotten worse. Oh yeah, what the, is going on here? For a long time, when it was just uh, him getting beat the shit out of, yeah. even the commentators like, why isn't he tagging out? The camera like pans out a little bit, and you couldn't even see Battlestar like anywhere nearby. <laughs> I was like, oh, because he's not helping. He's just watching. <laughs> Get in there! What are you doing? <laughs> Tell your friend. <laughs> He's the only one that seemed to obey the rules of yeah. you don't enter until you're tagged. Because everyone else is like, oh, I'm just going to jump in and start hitting people. And he's no. like, no, I'll wait. I'll, I'll hold my time. Oh, that's, that, that's cool. <laughs> Ignoring the rules is a common theme. Even the last match where like Magic just grabbed a chair. And now yeah. we're using chairs to set up and do the Sabu spot on, on <laughs> Colt Steel. Where his head yes. <laughs> just kills that man. <laughs> on the dive where he's basically... One of the members from Havoc Incorporated jump off a chair, a la Sabu, down to the ground where Cold, Cold Steel is, and his head is smushed between yeah. the guardrail and that person's body. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> should have had, he had to have gotten a concussion yeah. or some type of hematoma. 100%. Yeah. And the commentators, all they can say is, Cold Steel ran into Cold Steel. <laughs> Tom Collins just, I guarantee, looked right at Sick Johnson and was like, that's how you do it, kid. <laughs> I think he covered his microphone bit too. It's like, that's how you fucking say <laughs> Sprinkles are for closers. Oh, and just the repeated onslaught attack with no pinfall covers whatsoever. No. Because the they didn't have to stop if that happened. Yeah, because they can't stop beating them up. That's all I want to do is get their moves in. Right. Which is basically what this entire match was. <laughs> then there was a point where uh, one of them, I think they got Battlestar down in his little beginning. The smaller of Havoc Inc. Like, slammed him down right there at the ropes and did his little, like, moonsault deal off the mm. ropes and completely fucking missed Yes. Them. And like they can't even move. He just ate shit. Just shot him like <laughs> by like five or six feet. I and thought I was it was thinking, planned, but nope. I think that's I thought it was the double down. I was like, okay, he was supposed to move. He missed him anyway. Whatever. It's time for cold still. No, the other guy just gets in and just beats the shell of him more. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, never mind. I missed. My buddy's turn. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna miss by kicking you in the head. <laughs> for sure. Uh, anything else we need to uh, discover or discuss in this match? Eight million cock shots in this starting here. Oh yeah, take take a drink every yeah, time you see a nut shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen two so far in this show. Here's the third. Thank you for keeping keeping track uh, so far. Um, yeah. All right, we've covered it. I think so. Moving right along, promo with the misfits. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Promo that is out of sync, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Which which becomes an occurring uh, an occurrence the rest of the show. Yeah, the rest of the match. That is true. The whole Just, show. Uh, this one. Taking place at night, where the mm-hmm. rest were daytime. Yes. Uh, this one I love because it just starts with one of them yelling, 
we are original! As he's wearing a t-shirt for the band that he stole his name from. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, you can't pick the one word that you're not and yell it. What is like? <laughs> and then they start to quote uh, Children of the Corn. Okay. This is the we are we are he who walks behind the rose. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's where that's from. <laughs> yeah. So it's from Children of the Corn, but I wrote it down K O R N. Children of the Corn. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, you know they listen to it. Of course. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I think when they updated their gimmick, they came out to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you could hear the sound of the show. Besides Champagne Supernova and Hard Rock uh, Hamilton's music, no other music is audible. Yeah. I uh, think I heard a little bit of Jimi Hendrix at yeah, one point. Yeah. But terribly. Yes. It was like someone was doing an impression of <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Too bad. I wrote that down later on, too, about Bad Voodoo Child being played. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. Match five, we have The Misfits. <laughs> Good figure. Harley Lewis. Uh, Double D Derek Domino <laughs> taking on Pez Watley, legendary yes. Pez Watley. I got so excited when I saw him. <laughs> and apparently, Ice Train. It's supposed to be Ice Train. It's supposed to be Ice Train, who a former WCW superstar who is a part of Fire and Ice with Scott Norton. I'm guessing he was released. I'm guessing Pez. Pez was notorious for taking guys from the power plant and taking them to shows mm. and giving them the opportunity to work and get better. And, and doing that, I'm sure Ice Train was much of that. And I'm guessing this is about the time Ice Train probably said, fuck it, I'm not pressing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Pez is now at the show in Pennsylvania without a tag team partner. And we think he's going to have a tag team partner. And Hard Rock Hamilton comes out, yep. cuts mm-hmm. a promo, uh, and Pez turns down his help. Now, he alludes to someone that did it earlier that day on TV. Yeah, and he, keep in mind, Pez is wearing a WCW Nitro t-shirt, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which, gosh, I wish I was around in the 90s so I can wear t-shirts on indie, at indie shows of shows that I jobbed on <laughs> earlier that week just so I can sell a couple extra pictures. That I was about to win on. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and insist I go over on so because I'm on TV. Not that Pez did that, and I don't want to paint that as Pez. I'm just saying that's the shitty behavior. That's how I, I want to be. <laughs> and I'm sure there were more than a few people that did that. Don't know if Pez was that type of person. Nothing but good things to say about Pez, especially in the fact that pretty decent handicap match. Yeah. No, no complaints here, mm-hmm. you know? Because Pez was in control the most of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. You exactly uh, I also liked that the highlighted team from the promo of the Misfits were the while you were away intro. They just pop like when it comes back to the show, they're already in the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they don't even get like the pomp and circumstance no, to walk into the they're ring. Just there. Like, they're already there. Oh yeah, and, and also too, they had a valet uh, angel. I was actually gonna ask what the misfits' backstory is because I thought she was their mom. <laughs> And their mom they just were happens very to be a much daddy. treating her, and she was treating them like some weird dominatrix mother. Yeah, like she was very much in control of like where they should be at any given point. <laughs> See, and that this is a, this also brings up another thing about the wrestling history. Uh, women in wrestling was not very good. In the sense, <laughs> well, they were treated very good at this time. Like women in wrestling were treated as sex objects. So 
any halfway decent girl that had a dominatrix or a halfway leather outfit. I'm like, oh, no, no, you're a dominatrix now. You're a valet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the day where we have serious female athletes and comp- competing and having matches that are just as good as the men, if right. not better, and <laughs> respected for that and not pushed aside mm-hmm. for it. Women in wrestling were, were not well-respected <laughs> at this moment in time. So I guarantee Angel was like, hey, I got a, like an all-leather outfit. You're on the show. <laughs> I'm sure that was about as much success yeah. as going. And her promo during Hard Rock Hamilton while he was in the ring, she was describing Hard Rock, Hard Rock Hamilton like big bloated and I was waiting for the racial slur to come at the end of this promo. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. never you showed up. Greasy. Yeah, greasy. I was waiting. <laughs> I'm like whoa. I was waiting for the 1920s racial slur <laughs> to be used. I think there was like a, a a producer like right behind the camera guy going, "No, <laughs> stop." stop. <laughs> 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 Too so, far. Yeah, but it was it was going down the road, but she stopped. So she's professional. She's a professional. <laughs> um, weirdly, Pez Watley got a chair in the ring and yeah. sat in the chair with his legs super uh, crossed. Very casual. Very <laughs> casual. Mm-hmm. No one time. Just want you to know that very comfortable in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It was great when he turned down uh, Hard Rock and just fighting. And I was like, oh, this will be great because the misfits are clearly going to destroy the, each other mm-hmm. before the game even <laughs> starts. <laughs> He's just going to win by default. <laughs> <laughs> Which, misfits, uh, I guess being a misfit is by wearing Zubas pants. Right? Dressing like a really bad Sabu at points. Or <laughs> a really, ba- a really bad uh, Hack Myers. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, it will, it'll probably make sense to a point later on. But, like, I love how this match is going on. Pez Watley's in the ring. He is fighting two men. He's doing a, a very good job. Of he police. is holding his own. Holding his own. Leading the match. Making it all make sense. And people are chanting for Hard Rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> chanting yes. for a man. Bring him back. That isn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> that he was told, just leave, man. Yeah, just, just go away. So. As I like to refer to Hard Rock as enormous D-I-C. It's a play on words. It's like but, notorious D-I-C. But Hard Rock he, can't he stay out of the match. Comes, comes back none the fucking less. Comes back nonetheless. To beat the shit out of whoever's well-deserved, <laughs> I would say. One of the misfits. Because the misfits, just like, I don't know a whole lot about wrestling, clearly. But if you're both fighting at the same time, that's against the rules, right? Like, right. Yeah. No one gets punished for any rule-breaking in this show, <laughs> like, at all. The whole it mess should of be, warnings. oh, you can't do that, game over. was <laughs> 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 But that's not what happened. They both jumped in. It almost felt like a hate crime at one point. He's on the ground, and they're both just kicking the shit out of him. It's like, come on, guys. You you have to see how wrong this looks, right? Like, what are you doing? How do, they te- how do they raise you up here in film? And that's when Hard Rock comes in and just knocks them both out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Justice has prevailed. Thank you. As <laughs> oh. and, and then, as we all hoped, Pez gets his moment in the sun as he sexually assaults Angel. Yes, he does. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. spanks her relentlessly mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes. <laughs> 
Well, in the background, they they got out of the ring and started fighting, like over by the mm-hmm. dressing room and knocking over guardrails. Yeah, which guardrails only on one side of the ring. The the unruly side. The unruly <laughs> side. The unruly side. That's where Hard Rock's family was sitting. Well, you got to keep that pie protected. You're yeah. not gonna buy a whole pie. Yeah, the guy <laughs> drop it. I want the guardrails. <laughs> no, we gotta get behind this guardrail. Yeah. 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 We got this pie. We got this pie. We got eight matches that go. We gotta protect this pie. <laughs> it's a blackberry pie. You can't get these anywhere. <laughs> oh gosh. This show brought to you by <laughs> Soul City's Pies and Such. <laughs> Moving right along to a promo, which seemed more like uh, like a PSA in a sense. Yeah, it We're looked like a hee haw pop up. Like, yeah. Like, Except it was Lucifer. Yeah, like, is he like, he's like, you shouldn't talk to strangers. Like, is this a PSA? Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> Like, just talking to her in a parking lot. And I love how he said, you know, what do you think of the, the ladies asked, you know, what do you think of the competition <laughs> in Soul City Wrestling? He goes, there's no competition. That's why I'm here. If there's no competition, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so basically, they're saying, like, uh, if the bar was pretty high here, I wouldn't show yeah, up. Yeah, I'm yeah. only going if I know I'm going to win. Because yeah. I'm tough as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what he said. He's like, I'm not very good, so I'm only going to go to, you know. Right. Yeah. But, but, like, he's the only one that got a lady to interview him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Like, true. no one else got, like, a person. This is just some random news outlet going, hey, you. So do you decide what your promos are? Like, did he write that? I'm sure what? someone was oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody else came up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, hey, I just need you cut this promo real fast. I got you. <laughs> and that's what goes. he came up with. Yeah. All right. But he was just like, like no, I'm, have her come ask me what I think about Blockley. So, <laughs> which uh, might so have it looks been, natural. Yeah. Which might have been Angel without the Could hat have been. on. There Could, you go. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. I wouldn't have recognized her without the No. Yeah, that's the same. She's not in leather <laughs> or pleather, let's be honest. <laughs> She's not in pleather. I don't know her. Yeah, nobody can recognize her. But, uh... Obviously, in the next segment, we recognize the Sheik You Bet talking to Dan Steele, which looks like Jim Ma- Luger. Uh, I was thinking more of Jim McMahon, um, uh, ma- mentally challenged Jim McMahon, like uh, CTE Jim McMahon, like super sweet list. Yeah, went on for days. I actually wrote down in all caps. I just heard the director say go yes, at the beginning did. of the skit. <laughs> go. All right. And then the actor nods and starts his lines. Yeah. I was like, all right, great. Yes. <laughs> and I yeah. thought, I just heard steel, so I thought it was cold steel again. <laughs> That's what I thought, He's too. He's a very different person. Was, yes. His, yes. He hit his head on that pole real hard. <laughs> yeah. He, he got so swollen from hitting his head, he is massive now. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, why did they interview him after I lost? Exactly. That's what I thought, but it wasn't until later <laughs> and on. And then found the it next match, I was like, wait, that's but, not him. But yes, I was like, yes, this looks completely different than Cold Steel. <laughs> but uh, Sheik, of course, saying Soul City Wrestling, all-American wrestling mm-hmm. promotion, run by a Sheik. Yep. yep. You know, all-American. America can have Sheiks, too. It's <laughs> land of opportunity, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to crush his Sheik dreams? You- Stand corrected. Stand corrected as we move on to match number six. The one we've all been waiting for. Mr. Lucifer versus The Real Deal. Mm. Jake, let's talk about Mr. Lucifer's outfit. Okay. 
it looked like um, <laughs> kind of like someone was doing a bad like Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> it was like this weird like loose corset, which is like the opposite of what corsets do. <laughs> like, an, an it was like weird corset. loose and like someone like stapled a tail to the back of it <laughs> so he could be the devil. But a it was like a tail. black tail. Yeah, it was yeah, a furry tail. It was. It was like a fuzzy, but it's not like the point that like a yeah. demon tail would have. Uh-huh. But then he had like, it looked like two hot dogs. As well. <laughs> the horses were like weirdly limp and like not like colored correctly. But he came out in a top hat with a crown around the top hat. Yeah. yeah. Lightly, like, to hide the horns. shit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> to unveil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The horns. I have horns. <laughs> By the way, guys. Yeah. I'm Lucifer. I got fucking old. And he's coming out shaking hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. me. The devil. Uh, hey, dude. Hi. Hey, dude. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of me. <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> but, like, if he's trying to be a good guy, like... You can't be the devil. The yeah. devil. <laughs> and not believe in your wrestling ability. <laughs> Come on now. Like, what do you, what's your end game here, sir? You're all over the place on your character. Yeah, absolutely. Right there was actually a moment, uh, I don't remember which of the commentators said it, but he was like, oh, I know why they call him Lucifer. And there was a pause, and I was like, is the answer because he's literally dressed like <laughs> Satan? No, the answer was because he's crazy. <laughs> what? Well, that's the case. That's I, why they call him Lucifer. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's the case. And I dated Lucifer in my last relationship. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. And wrestling, the real deal. Dad? Um, I, he looks like my dad. <laughs> no joke. He's like a little bit. Fatter version oh, of my dad. He's definitely somebody's he's dad. Definitely. And they keep referring to these guys as having agility. <laughs> now, at no point well, have they said anyone else had it. A surprising <laughs> amount of agility, I think, is what it was. <laughs> it's not that they were agile, it's that they were more than they should have been yes. for the sizes that they were. <laughs> and, and, and stamina, they did not. Uh, Real Deal had to turn down a test of strength, I think solely because he was blown up and couldn't yep. breathe. <laughs> Which, they body shame Real Deal the whole time. Oh, yeah. The only thing yep. that Tom Collins and Slick Johnson have agreed on is <laughs> this: the, the Real Deal size. is a big fat fuck. It, the entire show, they've been on opposite ends of the earth, they yep. come together like, no, fuck this you guy. You know, we yeah, can all this... agree that this guy's gigantic. Yeah. What a fat Piece of shit. <laughs> but surprisingly mobile. <laughs> what a surprisingly agile piece of ass. Yeah. But uh, we come to the finish now. Uh, <laughs> another ball kick. That took, yeah. Oh, yeah. A dick shot mm-hmm. <laughs> with an exclamation point here. But, but, but then, you know, you know, Real Deal's got a chair, but uh, Mr. Lucifer has something else going on using kicks. He just can't use it. Yes. He just, he just keeps kicking him in the stomach until he gets it set up. Which, he was setting up a fireball. Yeah. Which, he spit from his mouth, which means he had alcohol or some sort of solution in his mouth, whatever the fire breathers would use. But he's walking around with it, and it's almost like he can't get the lighter out of his glove. Yeah. 
And here, Real Deal has a chair, and the thing is, Real Deal is supposed to swing back with the chair, get hit with that. But Real Deal can't get the lighter out, so he's like just half keep kicking him, kicking you, half kicking. No, him. you get away. Like, and then the, the commentators are like, "I think he has something in his hands," and like, like four times. I think it's brass knuckles. Yeah. And then the fireball comes out, and holy shit, is it big. There's a lot of fire. (laughs) Like a douse from Street Fighter amount of fire on this man. And that's when they should have said, I know why they call him Lucifer. (laughs) Because he breathes fire. (laughs) It's like he set himself up for the joke way too early. Yes. And and didn't have the real punchline. (laughs) Right. Yes, and his, and then Real Deal's entire belly was engulfed in flames. But the thing is, it, it only hit his stomach. Yeah. But like, as soon as the match is over, Adam Sandler, the referee, <laughs> covered his face. Like, yeah. oh no, his face is yeah. burned. Disfigured. No, but it's his disfigured. whole stomach that was Wait, set ablaze. Which wasn't even red. <laughs> it was still perfectly pale. Yes. <laughs> like, which you know. I just, was surprised he still had a mustache when when it got back to him. Because even like on MythBusters, like for half a second. If there's a fire, your eyebrows are gone. But, like, he kept that stash. Oh, if, I, if I'm turning over my meat on the grill and the grill's too hot, I singe my arm hair. Right? So, like... I was very impressed by his stash. <laughs> and that you should, my friend. That you Hardest should. working stash in the business. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I think the commentary even made a note of, like, oh, now he's a roasted pig. Oh! <laughs> that <laughs> to, fat fuck. To, oh, to even cap, cap off the whole... Barrage of fat shit yeah. that he had to deal with. <laughs> Moving right along to a promo with the Ghetto Blaster. Mm. Yup. Uh, Ghetto Blaster, which, speaking of great direction, uh, he's talking to the Sheik, and then all of a sudden they pan over to Hard Rock, but you hear Ghetto Blaster, who has a lot of microphone on him, like, yep. what's his name again? What's his name again? What's his name again? What's his name again? Oh, hey! How are you? Like, it's almost like... <laughs> He's like, oh, I was supposed to say Hard Rock's name, but he forgot his name. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to whisper at the sheet, like, hey, 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 what's the name? What's his name again? <laughs> oh, shit, I'm mic'd right now. Oh, shit, we're doing this live? <laughs> oh, hey, man, what's going on? Like, Ghetto Blaster was the brought-in name for this show? Right. Yeah. Spent all of our money on Ghetto Blaster? <laughs> yeah. Like, Ghetto, Ghetto Blaster, big league. Big league the fuck out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Hard Rock Hamilton. <laughs> and, of course, we get to the match with Ghetto Blaster, taking on Dan Steele. Who does look completely different from his promo before. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know that they were the same person. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> That's the thing. I saw this, went back, and I'm like, oh, that was the Steel they were talking to before. Yeah. And then I'm like, but that guy doesn't even like... So there might be three Steel brothers. Maybe. The, the, <laughs> the illustrious Steel family of wrestling. He yes. looks like a weird, like, long-lost son of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Though. He looked like, very he looked one. so much. Well, <laughs> as, as we know about that Arnold doesn't know about, yeah. we know about Arnold's sexual history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very likely could have had possibly. The matchup looked like someone wanted to recreate as close as possible, like the Predator on stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and, and of course, Ghetto Blaster would play the part of Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> come on, because he would have no problem ripping off anybody else's outfit or gear. <laughs> Ghetto Blaster wearing an outfit. Very similar to what Harlem Heat would be wearing at this I, moment in time. I thought he was a third Harlem Heat member. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, he's just in the group. Might, might, might have been. Um, 
This match is also interesting for the same for the interesting fact that it there are two sheiks. Yeah, at yeah. ringside. So I don't know if this is a one uh, was like business sheik because he had like the suit <laughs> yeah. jacket, and of course sheik you bet and the other sheik. So this is like a this a sheik jack match. <laughs> Lumber chic match. Lumber chic match. Lumber chic match is what I'm looking go. for. So there's two sheiks at the side. Even the commentators were confused. Yeah. They were like, "There's the sheik, and there's another sheik. They Are there two? Like they started talking to each other. Are there two right now? They needed the doink moment where they play mirror. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know if they, the other sheik was in like Dan Steele's corner or what. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of stood there and watched the whole. He time. was a stud sheik. Yeah. Just the other sheik was like a pacer. He had like that briefcase. He was like, I'm, yeah. I mean business. And, and the other guy like, was like, I'm just here in a suit. Well, even at one point during all of this, <coughs> they're like, oh, there's a sheik. Oh, wait, here's the other sheik. And then Slick Johnson goes, who's watching the oil reserve? And that's where Slick Johnson goes, that's how you fucking yeah. do Tom Collins. Suck <laughs> <laughs> my job. Who's watching the oil reserve? That's how you do it, Tom Collins. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Ghetto Blaster, I don't know if you picked up on it or not, Zane. Hurt his shoulder on that monstrous power slam that he gave Dan Steele. Really? Because it looks like he just beat the shit out of Dan Steele for eight minutes. Oh my god. Yeah. I wrote down, not Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the, the ominous Steele family of wrestling. Yeah. Like his brother. It's a family tradition. <laughs> the shit We're really out bad. <laughs> by large black men. Yes. The, the Steele family taking on the Taylor family. Yeah. The Taylor family wins on a walk. <laughs> Anderson's, Armstrong's, all of them are beating the any shit out of the other Steels. family for sure. over Steel. This match, the all- Mulkies beat Steel. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this match also contains, I believe, if my math is correct, the fifth of seven low blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure does. Um, top a top rope DDT pin with no pin combination. <laughs> uh, just all kinds of just offense that Ghetto Blaster wanted to get in on Dan Steel. Yeah. Just Murdered him. Left. Dan's like, all right, man, let's go home now. Like, and nah, be- brother. beats him up, and then all of a sudden, okay, now's your time to come back. And Dan, who'd been mercilessly destroyed, gets up like nothing happened and starts <laughs> to make some sort of a comeback before then eventually losing. Right. And then is drug and put through a freaking table. Sort yeah. of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Well, he was definitely weird. put through a table. But how he was put through a table. <laughs> he like was sat on the table like a like a child almost, and then like he kind of like crunched him like in this weird like. I pushed his head down, and that's yeah. what broke the table. Just <laughs> it looked dunked him. He dunked him. That's See, what it was. It looked like it looked like he was setting him up for the table. He was looking like he was going to power bomb him because Ghetto Blaster gets up on a chair, but there's no room yeah. for Dan Steele to get up on the chair. But it was right. almost like he was going to yoke him from the mm-hmm. ground. Right. But he ended up just <laughs> pushing him, pushing weirdly. him into. The, the table, like getting him up enough so he could then thrust his dick mm-hmm. <laughs> he and push table. him on the table. Which, hey, you know, the DDT was invented on accident by Jake the Snake Roberts. He just slipped in the ring when he was wrestling Linden. And that's how the DDT became a thing. And that's hmm. a very popular move. Maybe, maybe. I'm just going to throw this theory out there. I'm going to throw, I'm going to spitball and say that maybe a young Joseph Ryan saw this, mm-hmm. saw Ghetto Blaster use his, his very strong penis to push a man and put him through a table. 
thus giving him the inspiration to think that he could use a penis to flip somebody over in Japan. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there, that maybe Ghetto Blaster's penis, maybe he was the originator of Dome Style. Joey Ryan, we're on to you. We're on to you. <laughs> we had to see what out. tapes you were watching. I'm just saying, yeah. we saw Ghetto Blaster basically use his private crotchal region to put a man through a tape. I'm just saying, it's a very popular thing right now. There's, I think I know where, where, where Joey Ryan got the inspiration. Godfather of dick moves, Ghetto Blaster. Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> well, his name does sound like a straight up porn. So oh, yeah. It Everyone's name sounds <laughs> like a porn in this show. Mm hmm. Dan yeah. Steele. Hard Rock Hamilton. <laughs> Colt Steele. Slick Johnson. Mm-hmm. Champagne being the homosexual of the group. Good for him. Well, we, cha- we champagne, exactly. Uh, male exotic no, dancer is already. Uh, we've, maybe we've got some sort of. You know, something else going on in this Cross show. promotion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but moving on to a promo now with Will the Wisp, where Sheik Yubet is trying to yeah. buy his services. And all of a sudden, he says no, and Primo just, Primo Canera just jerks him up by yeah. one hand. Yeah, yeah. Just, by the neck. Like, by that's a thing that movies would use harnesses for. <laughs> yes. And he's like, no, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Get that out of here. I just got my hand. He didn't really say no, though. Yeah. He, he just sat anything. there. <laughs> just and sat. they took it as a no. <laughs> I have a feeling this is about how Jeff's contract negotiations went with the last time he got talked to the WWE. Like, I imagine it went a little bit something like that. What if he was just, like, thinking about it? Like, give him time. It's a big decision. And also, too, for Mexico... You right? know, Luke, well, was from Mexico. Maybe there's a language barrier. Yeah, Maybe I he's do. trying to think of the proper word for yes. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> just sitting here, and now I'm up in the air on a wall. <laughs> yes. yeah. I did nothing. He said well, and then he was dangling with his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Very impressive by Primo Canera. For sure. And, speaking of Primo Canera, leads us to match number eight. Mm. Our main event. Our main event, where Primo Canera brought to the ring... By Sheik Ubet taking on Hard Rock Hamilton, who has cut multiple promos throughout the show. Yep. Cut a promo with Ghetto Blaster and the Sheik, but now the Sheik is managing the guy yeah. he's going against. Uh-huh. And Hard Rock Hamilton, who looks like a guy in somebody's entourage, has an entourage. A hell of an entourage. <laughs> like, what? With bigger guys. <laughs> He's not the biggest guy in the entourage. No. Well, that's the rule of an entourage. And he's like 6'8", eight, yeah. 800 pounds. That's the rule of an entourage. You always have to have yeah. a big, big, strong guy in the background. And since Howard Rock Hamilton's so big, he has to have somebody bigger than himself. It took a lot of time to find that guy. Oh. <laughs> and if you notice, a rare man. his shirt, the neck of that guy's shirt, and the sleeves of that guy's shirt were both ripped at the seams because he was too large for the shirt they gave him. Yep. Absolutely. And I have a feeling... Uh, comes now to our revealing my fan fiction of the show. Please. And, and how it all comes back around. And my <laughs> theory on it, because Hard Rock got an insane reaction from the crowd when he came out during this match. People were crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, his his music, very audible. Yep. His, uh, I wrote it down. The commentary, very audible. Yep. Where the horror the show, you're struggling to hear it. People are going crazy. I feel like... I'm wrong that hard rock hamilton 
is the director of this rec center, <laughs> gave them the ability to come in. Sheik is the money behind this show. Right. So they're like, we have to make sure that Hard Rock Hamilton is taken care of yep. because he's the one let us run this uh, this the show and this promotion. Hence why he's wrestling a guy who's wrestled on ECW and Primo Canera. Mm-hmm. So all the pieces are coming together. Sheik is now the money behind this. Hard Rock Hamilton is he's the, the promoter. Host of the building, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's how we've all come back around to that. Oh, wow. And that's why this match is for the first ever Soul City Championship. <laughs> that was awesome. First time ever. First time. A crowning is going to occur. Absolutely. Um, is it still called a crowning? I don't know a lot about wrestling, uh, but it is a belt. It's the belt. So, But you call it a crowning. Absolutely. Not like a belting. And, uh, <laughs> that's completely different. Because <laughs> crownings are with- it, it just like the entourage that comes out with Hard Rock Hamilton makes me think like what's their backstory? Like I feel like the bigger guy must be a guy that Hard Rock Hamilton works out with, like somebody right. who he's like one of his gym buddies, like long lost buddy. And then like the shorter guy is probably like a guy that's like his like little brother and he's mentoring <laughs> him at the rec center. Sure. And then like the girl he comes out with is like, I don't know, like a girl he's kinda sweet on right now. But, like, he has a kid with somebody else. Right. <laughs> but, like, he's dating this girl now. And, like, because she's more fun. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, just because. Uh, like, I think that's kind of the dynamic of what's going on here. And then, yeah, I can see that. And I feel like Hard Rock is, like, really good. Like, he's a basketball coach at this rec center. And he let a lot of these kids in for free. Right. So, they're like, oh, it's Coach Hard Rock Hamilton. And, like, you know, he probably has had, like, Six more matches of the rest of his lifetime, but every he'd only wrestle like once every year. Mm-hmm. But every day at the Rex, I'm like, hey man, when are you gonna when have you another, another wrestling event? <laughs> when are you have another wrestling event? When are you get to defend your championship? I feel like that's the story of Hard Rock Hamilton. That's <laughs> it my sounds favorite. pretty accurate. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd like to see someone argue that. No, I, I've, I've seen that story played out in multiple places <laughs> and, and different, and also different. Uh, nationalities, ethnicities, age groups. I've seen that scenario played out multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. But, um, like I said, magically the commentary sounds fantastic on this match. The only time the sound works this entire show, mm-hmm. and it's for him. There was actually a good chunk before this of like 30 seconds of silence. Mm-hmm. Like actual silence. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if my computer is broken yeah. or like what's happening. <laughs> Uh, so what are your thoughts on the match with Primo and Hard Rock? I mean, Primo is the one that was paid Pre- to, make yeah. sh- to make sure that Hard Rock has a good match. So, mm-hmm. And the thing is, la- uh, the last uh, edition of How Did This Get Booked, Primo Canero was being mm-hmm. led. Yeah. Now he's the one leading somebody. Yes. And I think he does a fantastic job. He did great. The match wasn't bad. No. I mean, there's a really The match itself wasn't... Anything to write home about. Well, especially or, since you saw the biggest bump in it in the, in the preview video yeah, three right. times over. Yep. So all the, the high points of the match have already been replayed <laughs> on a highlight video during the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty anticlimactic that way. I thought that the the promo before with the wisp was like a, a to-be-continued kind of thing. Because it was kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Him being on the wall. Hanging. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned again. Nope. Who's like, no. like, oh, okay, I guess we're done with that <laughs> plot. I don't think it's an ongoing story. Well, didn't you no. hear the director go cut? He said, yeah. no. <laughs> I was like, we're going to get the wisp, and he's going to be like on his team, and he's like going to bring it out. And, and no. then he's going to be no, the I guess they just match. murdered him backstage. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> yes, now no. we have this dead Mexican on our hands. Don't know what they're yeah, Exactly. Don't know. Gone. Whatever. 
Anyways, we have Hard Rock Hamilton mm-hmm. championship was one very big happy moment in the ring. <laughs> End of the show promo with Lucifer. Fat New Jack. Yep. Is that, is that fat That's what I'm going for. Fat New Jack. Cheek, uh, you know, you're going to deliver. What are you going to deliver? Right. Deliver what? Right. Like, you told me you could deliver. Yeah. Will you deliver? Like, just saying the word deliver over and yeah. over. Souls to his dark army. Because uh, Soul City. I can't devil. hear for souls. souls. They have to be easy souls that I can right, beat. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to like work for it. <laughs> <laughs> if they could just give it to me. And obviously the Sheik can't deliver a good landscaper because he's like rustling through leaves. Like just really terrible over. like on the side of the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, some... like the New Jersey Turnpike is just right. over their shoulder. <laughs> like, <laughs> like go to a rest stop at least. You're just <laughs> in the woods next to a highway. Yeah. There, there's not a room in this armory you guys are at that right. you could just kind of pop in for a second. No. They got, the hard, hard Rock doesn't have the keys to the, to the kitchen or something you can't go into? <laughs> yeah, like Hard Rock's got some keys. Yeah, like, he's got a lot like, of keys. Yeah, he's got a lot of keys on him. Misfits could have cut their promo in like a broom closet. And... <laughs> Different sceneries. Yeah. We had to go to locations. Up. But no, all by that dumpster. All just by that dumpster. All right. Any other thoughts on the show? Any other? Uh, I wrote down are like rules not a thing anymore? Because <laughs> at one point it was just like a free for all. Everyone's like, "I'll just do whatever." Here we yeah. go. <laughs> and and no one really came to the aid of of Hard Rock. Like, yeah. where's Pez? Right. Where he came you helped Pez? me when I was dying. <laughs> Where yeah, are you? No. And then that. You know what I think? He's got it. <laughs> that He's fine. huge bodyguard they had out there never came back into play either. Yeah, this huge bodyguard, hey, they're just watching. Oh, a lot of setups yeah. and not a lot of follow through. <laughs> a, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah. Far more than answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing we really know is how did this get booked? Obviously, Hard Rock Hamilton Hard Rock had Hamilton. a bill thing, yeah. and the Sheik you bet had the money. That is how this got booked. This was like the lost of wrestling shows. <laughs> All there these things I want to know, and like no one's telling me. Well, there would have been a polar bear, but Ice Train couldn't make it. And like so. the devil's involved somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out everybody's dead. Yeah. We've all been yeah. dead the entire time. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if we don't have anything else, uh, Jake, uh, please be on open forum. Let people know what you're doing. Let okay. Plug anything. If people sure. thought you're a funny guy, like hey, I like this Jake Stewart guy. I want to know more about. What uh, about. Yeah, you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, at that Jake Stewart Facebook at Jake Stewart Comedy, uh, I do just a bunch of open mics around Charlotte, I guess. So Evening News, Smelly Cat, Crime Station doesn't exist anymore. Well, now the station. Oh, that's that's right. That's the replacement. Station Plaza Midwood. Cut that crown. Just the station. The uh, station. <laughs> Real hip. Real yeah. Hip. yeah, yeah. Zane Riley, what do you got coming up shows wise? Oh, uh, real crappy next- shows. Uh, this will be coming out probably. In, yeah, it'll be coming out probably in May sometime. Sometime in May. Yeah, uh, I got Steve Crino's PWF uh, in Hubert and Camp Lejeune, PWX Wrestling in Gastonia, May twenty first. Uh, a lot of places: Strawberry Festivals and Big Time Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Bushido in Georgetown, Georgia. Uh, well, where can people find out about more about the dates? Uh, you can find me on my Twitter at ZaneXCore. And my Facebook, at Zane Riley, because that's my name, and I'm not original. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, at I-A-W-Zane Riley. 
All right. And as always, if we mess something up, we miss something. If there's a correction, <laughs> if you're actually Hard Rock Hamilton, <laughs> yeah. if you actually you are Hard Rock Hamilton. If you are Hard Rock Hamilton and I got your story your life story correct, please contact Let us. Me know. Let yeah. me know. Tweet me at Man Scout Manning or email me at or email me at Jake at SSLshow.com. For more information about this podcast, make sure you log on to HowDidThisGetBooked.com. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Manning, Or follow on SoundCloud, which is where 5-Minute Podcast is also available hey. as well. So then that's available at SoundCloud.com backslash Manning. This has been another edition of How Did This Get Booked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>